Hello, Cube Nerds. Thank you for downloading and listening to podcast episode number three of the Cube Nerds podcast. Uh, Cubecast, maybe? The, the name I always had in mind was, How Was Your Day? I thought that would be kind of like a cool name to just kind of discuss, you know, if I had a couple of people to actually talk about, talk about our day at the end of the day and then the bullshit we go through. But it's just me ranting and raving. So for now, since I'm the the sole admin cube nerd, it'll just be the Cube Nerds podcast for now until I get a little bit more professional with uh, with some theme music and a little, you know, maybe a little nice little logo, cooler logo. Right now we just have the Cube Nerds logo, maybe some, you know, some wording or text on it or something. But right now it's the Cube Nerds podcast, episode three. And today I might talk a little about, uh, about promotions and how that works. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. It's a pretty decent, actually decent Wednesday afternoon, evening, as I leave the office. Surprisingly, the weather is about 50 degrees outside, I think. I know I can't see my breath when I breathe outside, so it seems like it's a it's an entire world of difference after a weekend of single degree temperatures out in New Jersey. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, things are things are looking up. Let's hope it's on the incline. One or two snow showers and and I'm good. Let it snow once so I can see it. Cover everything. Sounds good. That's nice. Holidays are over. Let's move on to the springtime. I'm done with the snow. Hate shoveling it. Goddamn kids come by. Oh, here it's funny. Here's something I wanted to talk about. So I was working from home, and it snowed out like a bastard. I was working from home. My wife was working from home, and on lunch, on my lunch break, she had to make a couple calls and she had to do some work because you know we had to watch our. Somebody had to take turns watching the kid. So I'm watching my son while my wife's taking care of something, so I didn't get to go out and shovel on my lunch break, and I was working a long shift. So I didn't get done working until about 8 o'clock at night. Around 7 o'clock, this dude comes to my door. Usually it's kids. Kids come maybe because they got the day off from school. They come by and they you know, they see how things are going at your house. Hey, you need me to shovel your driveway? Yeah, sure. And one time, a couple years ago, I was working from home, same deal. And this kid, young kid, and I guess his older brother maybe. And he did the job foolishly. Foolishly, he did the job first before I discussed payment. And they did a good job, so I'll give him that. But I asked the, the little kid how much. That's what the older brother did. It was older brother, like much older brother. Like probably like mid-20s mid to late-20s older brother. And then like his little brother was probably like 10. And I'm like, all right, how much? And the kid with this attitude, he goes, 20. I'm like, what? 20? But it was two guys. Like I said, they did a good job. They cleaned the snow off the car too. So I'm like, all right, twenty. I guess will twenty. I guess will cut it. All right, sure. So I gave the damn kids twenty. Twenty dollars to fucking shovel your driveway. You kidding me? And this dude came to my house the other day, and I'm like, all right, how much? Twenty. But it goes depend. Depends what you want done. Depends what I want done. D take care of the driveway. It's a single, single wide driveway, long enough for two cars. Just, you know, do do that. You want me to do the walkway? Yeah, do the walkway too. All right, 20. 20. 20 dollars for one guy to shovel your driveway. How about, imagine, imagine, I'd be lucky to get $5 when I was a kid doing that. $20. And this, this wasn't even a kid. This dude looked like he was older than 30 years old. I mean, he's walking around hustling, so you can't blame him. But goddamn, 20 dollars. 
Of course I paid it like a schmuck because I'm lazy and it'll save me the time. Because I wouldn't have gotten out until after 8 o'clock anyway. So he shovels it. Doesn't clean the snow off the cars. Does a good job getting around the cars. Doesn't clean the snow off the top of the cars. So yeah, 20. And then my wife wanted to give him an extra 5. And then give him an extra 5 on top of that. Because 20 is not enough. Like, are you kidding? $20 is plenty. $20 to shovel my tiny driveway. So I gave him the extra 5 on top of the 20 Because, you know... Well, kind of the holiday season still. Here's a little bit more. I wasn't giving that an extra five, though, because he didn't clean off the cars. If he cleaned off the cars, maybe I would have felt, you know, kicking him a little bit even more extra. But, yeah, there, 25. I didn't even seem grateful. Gave him that extra five. He was like, oh, okay, thanks. Walked away and went down the, down the road to the next house. And here's another thing, too, while I was working from home. Some kid comes to the door, probably... I don't know. He was probably maybe late teens. And he's like, I just want to let you know that we're doing some work in the area. Now, mind you, it is snowing like a son of a bitch outside. Snowing like crazy. The roads are terrible. This kid's bundled up to the nines like he just got back from Moscow. And he's at my front door saying, oh, I want you to know we're going to do siding and painting at a house in the area. And I want to let you know we're doing free estimates. Like, okay, first of all, you're probably scamming me. Because you can't trust anybody that comes to your front door anymore. Like that Family Guy episode. Where, uh, the Christmas episode. About giving and all this other stuff. And then who shows up at the door as a family in the pouring rain. When the, the wife is pregnant. We need help. Our car broke down. Peter, who is it at the door? A couple of scumbags running a scam. Trying to take all our money. That's exactly what it's like. You can't trust anybody anymore these days. So who knows what this kid was after. It was a ridiculous time for him to be asking anyway. And I told him, you know, no, I'm good, bro. Move it along. So he just moved on to the house next door. Just this one kid, no car around, no other person around. Fucking weird. I, I, I don't even know. Can't get any work done around the house. It's bad enough when the mailman comes and my three dogs or four dogs are going nuts. Now, you know, the mailman comes and the UPS guy comes, the garbage guy comes. I got other people coming to the door. My dogs are going nuts all the time. And I got clients on the phone going, oh, what kind of dog do you have? Like, oh, sorry, don't mind that. Oh, no, it's okay. Like, yeah, all right, that's still kind of unprofessional. And I had a new thing with my son is that when he hears me talking on the phone, he loves talking on the phone too. So if I have my headset on, which he legit, my son is one. My son is one years old and like maybe 22 days, so almost a, a year and a month old. He legit took my headset off my laptop and put it on his head. And then goes to my laptop and bangs his hands on the keys. He's one. Also, he knows how to take a credit card and put the chip, put it in a chip reader at the store. So I want to say to my kid is, of course incredibly genius level smart however this is just stuff that he sees so much all the time because when we work from home he sees me type on my computer he sees me have my headset on and you know I got to do what I got to do so now when he sees me with my headset on I'm okay and he'll play 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 but then once I start talking it's like ah ah hi ha and he climbs on my lap and wants to talk in my headset to whoever I got on the other end of the phone so then I got to explain that situation to clients thankfully I'm in a place where uh you know, clients are a little bit more understanding. They, you know, their partners, they kind of get like, okay, yeah, no, that's, it happens. You know, it's different time. People work from home. People have responsibilities. So it's okay. We let that, 
we let that fly. So, uh, yeah, so that was that was like dealing with the weather. The weather's been crazy the past few days. Snow and rain and sleet and it's been freezing cold. Pipes froze in my bathroom. My tub didn't drain. I had to go in the crawl space behind the house with a heat gun and thaw the pipes so the pipes could drain. Goddamn nightmare on top of everything else going on. Working from home is not a luxury like it used to be. Maybe next time I'll talk about that because I already told you I'm going to talk about promotions today. So maybe next time we'll talk about working from home and how it's, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I remember it used to be the greatest. Oh, somebody working from home out there on Easy Street. Not so much anymore. If you got a nice setup, okay. But I know now working from home with a lot of things going on, it's almost like the last thing you're doing is working from home because you got so much other shit going on. So the reason I wanted to talk about promotions, I started going into, uh, I started thinking about my past and stuff that I went through. And, you know, because I'm constantly looking for a promotion. I've always said that. And my old job, my new job, it's like, hey, look, I, I want to move ahead. I'm always ready for a challenge. I want something new. I want it. I, whatever you can, whatever you can hit me with, I want it. I want to add it. So it reminds me. I mean, initially when I started, and kind of the way it worked in my old place, you started out on the lower level, and then you moved on to the next level, and so you supported one product, and then okay, after your tenure, you got bumped up and you went to the next product, and then you just worked it out from there. So I worked at the, the, you know, the initial product, the entry-level product, which was an older product that was about to be outdated and you know, not sold anymore to clients. But they, we had a lot of new people coming in, and I was doing a lot to help new folks out. And me and another guy started around the same time, and they offered the promotion to both of us at the same time. And he went because he didn't, didn't give a shit about his job at all. He was like, yeah, all right, whatever, I'll just move on. And he ended up you know, getting fired because he... After how many years later, because him and the boss had, you know, she had a crush on him or something. After how many years later, he eventually got fired. Because he pretty much just came to work whenever he felt like it. Um, so, yeah, he didn't have kind of the ambition or the drive that I had. Of course, that's what I like to think. So I told my boss when she offered me the next level, it was like, well, I'm doing Because I thought it'd be a good thing to look out for the company first. And say, well, I'm doing a real good thing here. I'm able to help a lot of folks. A lot of new folks coming in. My mentality was I could stay here and be a big fish in a small pond or I can go to this other level and be a small fish in a big pond. And, you know, my knowledge and I'd start all over again. To, to me, it was, okay, well, I can I can really do something here and maybe you can really, you know, look for a promotion for me in, in this division because I'm really making a difference here. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Now, I in hindsight, I think back to my boss. She was like, oh, fine. I don't have to give you any more money. Yeah, sure, no problem. Which to me, I you know, I had actually just gotten. There was some kind of bullshit where they had a lot of. They said they had a lot of money left over, and they actually gave us a lot of money at the time, which was nice. So I didn't really think much about money. I was thinking more long term. So yeah, sure. No, I want to stay, and really make a difference here. But hey, that was great for my manager because yeah, sure, make a difference all you want, and then we'll just promote somebody else. So as much as I was trying to do the right thing, do the right thing for the company, I was doing the wrong thing by me. And I learned a big lesson there where you got to look out for yourself. Even if you love your company, love your company, love everything you work for, you want to, you know, you, you, you stand by your company, you believe in the products you're supporting and everything like that. 
we still got to look out for number one. Your, your well-being is your top priority at your company. You always want to do what's right for the business, but you got to look out for yourself first because that's why you're there. You know, unless you're an entrepreneur and you're looking out for, you know, you got your own business to look out for, then yeah, you look out for your business first. But if you're a cube nerd working for a big company or even a small company, you're looking out for yourself. Look out for yourself first and let the company do what's right by you, not the other way around. So then years, you know, probably another year went by and I was super pissed off because this dude got promoted and here I am in the same exact position because I tried doing the right thing and it didn't mean shit. And then, you know, years went by and I kept trying to get other positions and postings and nope, well, this guy's better for you. And the worst too, is here's something too I learned, is I got real tight with a guy who was, he was kind of a director. Here's another thing. He was looking out for himself, rightfully so. I got tight with this guy. We became friends. He was actually a big pro wrestling fan and we talked a lot about things and he knew how to move his way up the ladder. And he was my guy. He looked out for me. We always had talks and meetings about, hey, you know, this is going on. You should be doing this. And he looked out for me. And then what happened was he left. And he went on to a better position that was right for himself. And then I was still there. And then somebody else came into power. And he had his own guys that he was looking out for. And I got pushed to the back burner. So all those special side projects and promotions that I was hoping to get all went to the wayside because the new guy in charge had his own group of guys who he liked to put in charge. And that's how it goes. Always look out for number one. And you got to make friends with everybody you got to. You know, kiss all the, kiss the ass you need to, whatever. Not even kiss ass because I never kissed ass. I guess that's why I'm still in kind of the position I'm at because I never really kissed ass. But... You know, should have been schmoozing with the right people and not putting all my eggs in one basket. Because that's what happened. Because this guy moved down to greener pastures, and there I was left in the dust, having to start all over again. And that sucked. And all those, all those, when, oh, I thought when that posting came, it's going to be mine. Well, nope, not with this guy in charge, because he's got his eye on this guy, on this other guy, to be the one to, to get that posting. And that's exactly what happened. And then time went by, time went by. Until it was just whittled down to the fact where I was legit the only candidate capable of handling this other position because of my tenure. Everybody else who was ahead of me, or everyone else who, who applied for it with me, not in the same boat. They couldn't be trusted in this kind of, you know, one little step ahead. So it was pretty much only down to me. So yeah, sure, it was nice to get that little promotion, but... I don't even know if it was, if you could consider a promotion. It was really just a new position. But it was kind of a promotion because that's the next step up that you go. But when it came down to it, I was really the only option, which is a bummer. You don't want to be the only option. You want to be the best option. And, I mean, you know, while there was plenty of times I thought I was the best option, not in certain people's eyes, which, I, you know, you learn every day. You learn every day as time goes on how to be the best to every, to everyone else, not just to yourself. And so I, again, I sat on the back burner, tried for another position, which again, I thought I would have been great for that one too. And then I had to have that same talk and say, you know, I don't know, you, you can't go for this position because you just got this one. And then I had to hear, 
you know, but even if you could, I got to tell you, I don't think you would have got it. Like, wow, really? So I was doing extra work all the time, extra work to cover my ass, to make sure I was doing those other things. But you know what's something I'm learning too is something I, I, I was questioning about was if, you, if you're going to be, if you're going to go into the next role, this is where kind of people, the metaphor of dressing for the job you want, it's a metaphor for already acting in that way. So don't literally dress for the job you want. Don't wear a suit every day if you want to be a suit. Not specifically, that's the, that's the case. The position is more so if you want to dress for the job you want means start acting that way. Start acting like a boss if you want to be a boss. So that way, if they put you in that role, they don't feel like they're taking a chance on you. They're not taking a chance on you to be a boss because you already act like a boss. And that was exactly the issue. I was taking on extra tasks of my own job. Not something that would look good if I was if I was in a you know, the next role up. Something that was extra work for the role I was currently in. So I couldn't be trusted to to have it, you know, to be to be in the next level because they didn't think I was I was ready for the next level. And I always hoped, you know what, if you give me a chance, you'll see they're wrong. But they're not gonna take that chance. And all this shit I learned in time. Like I said, I've been I've been a cube nerd for Let's see, for 10, 15 years, altogether, 15, about 16 years now, and it took me a long time to learn stuff. I burned the, I burned a bridge that I was on at my old job. I blew it up with dynamite while I was still standing on it. That's the way I did things at my old job. When I came to a new job, I was able to start fresh. It's difficult to say that you need a new job in order to be able to, to have that fresh start. I don't think that's true. I don't well, I don't want to believe that's true because I think at my last job I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I don't think I acted any differently to, to make up for it at my last job, so I guess I can't really say either way, but I know at my new job I really tried to correct my mistakes from my last place and it's kind of working out pretty good for me. But the same situation, you got to act like a boss. You got to you got to figuratively dress for the job you want. And that's exactly how you get ahead. So that way, when you get that position, you're already doing that work. If you want to be a manager, well, you'll start managing people. Start being their leader. Cut your manager out of the equation. If you got a problem, you come to me. If you got a question, you come to me. Let me let me review what you're doing and make sure you're doing it right. And then all the managerial, you know, bullshit and numbers that'll come secondary. Do the main aspect first. Act like a boss if you want to be a boss. And I learned that from talking with a lot of people over the years. And it takes a lot of time for shit to sink in. And it's a lot of like, it didn't sink into my head until I had legit talks with people who spelled it out for me like I was an idiot. And then it clicked. Because I was in the mindset of like, look, if I come in here and just kick ass, you guys will see that I kick ass and just promote me to the moon. But that's not the way it works. Your actions speak for themselves only to a certain bit. Well, actually, your actions always speak for, for, for themselves in a positive and negative way. So if you kick ass like crazy, then it looks good. 
but it depends how much you're kicking ass. And something I've actually, you know, because I've been mentoring a lot of folks, again, trying to, to move ahead. And a talk I had with, have with somebody who reminded me so much of me. He's not getting any better, unfortunately, or not uh, not that he's not getting any better, but not, I, I don't think learning from his mistakes like I kind of am. Um, and again, it took me a long time, too. But reminded me so much of me because I had a client one time literally tell me on the phone, you are great and everyone else at your company sucks. I swear a client specifically said that to me. And I was like, wow, well, I am the greatest then. And everybody else here sucks. And one thing I had to explain to this kid that I had to learn firsthand is complaining about how little everyone else does does not show how much more you do. And that's that was my huge thing. I was always complaining about people. Look at all the shit that I'm doing while so-and-so is working from home and lying about this and bullshitting about that. And doing half the work I'm doing, look at me, look at me, look at me. That don't mean shit. You ever hear your boss complaining that somebody else is doing half the work that they're doing? No, you don't. They probably think it, and they're probably just bullshitting you and not telling you and, you know, putting on a happy face, which is probably true. But how do you think they got into that position in the first place? So if you want to move ahead, you got to play the game. That's exactly how it was. When I left that old company, the my exit interview, the manager told me everyone hates her. Hated her because I don't think she's there anymore. Everyone hated her. There was people legit who quit because of her, because she was such a such a mean person. I want to say because she was such a bitch because that's that's I don't know if I can say that anymore. But she was she was so mean to people that they just they quit. Some people are like, I'm, I'm not even dealing with this. I'm not even, after one conversation with her, somebody was like, I'm leaving. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. There's no way. And when I had the talk with her on my exit interview, she said, I know how to play the game. You think I don't know? I know how to talk to this person, talk to that person. I know how to play the game. And she shot up the ladder like nobody's business. And she, she was, she was honest with me and shot me straight. And, you know, and I understood that's exactly the case. You got to play the game. And tell you another funny story about that. When I was in that conversation, there was a lot of talk because she moved up the ladder really fast, and there was you know another person that was ahead of her, and they were the ones looking to kind of dominate our area, and they were fairly new too. Plenty of us have been there for a long ass time, and here come these new people try to come in and just take over. And my manager at the time, we all kind of knew he was on the chopping block because he was around longer than they were. And he didn't really conform and play to their rules and this and that. And so in my exit interview, she told me, like, oh, you know, I know there's just a lot of talk about what's going on and this and that. And and I know they're just rumors. And I said, what, like you and so-and-so trying to get Tim fired? And she was like, yeah, like that, like that. Like, yeah, I'll go call you out on your bullshit. Especially when I got nothing to lose because I was on my way out of there. But, and then what happened was a few months later, sure enough, he was gone. Name wasn't Tim, but I'll say Tim for, you know, like I said, protecting the innocent. So, yeah, he was gone. And that's it. Sure enough, we all saw it coming. And that's what happened because he didn't play the game. Another person came in, they hired from outside. 
She was so nice, and everybody loved her, and she 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 did what was right by everybody, but she didn't want to play ball, and they got her out of there, and then they pretty much blackballed her from the company. She moved on to who I don't even know what she's doing now, but it was hilarious because everybody loved her, and thought she was a great manager, but nope, she didn't do what they wanted, so they bumped her out to somewhere else, and eventually got her out to somewhere else again. It's a terrible thing. So that's why you got to play the game. That way they can depend on you. You need to be that guy. You need to be that that person that they can depend on. That is everything to them. That they're not taking a chance on you. They feel you're going to do what they need you to do when you're going to do it. And that you need to do that before, before that. I used to run my mouth so much at my old job about shit. It was ridiculous. If I had a problem, I brought it right to my manager. I actually wrote an article about this. Um... Uh, what was it called? I think it was the one about when your boss is why your boss is lying when he wants an employee who asks questions. Because that's true; they don't want you to ask questions. But I'm getting told now that I see I'm in a position now where I've learned to not speak up about anything. If I have a problem, I do not say it. I'm fine. Yep, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. If I got maybe I got you know, you could do this a little bit differently. That's it. I keep my mouth shut, unlike my last job where I ran my mouth like crazy. And I'm actually getting positive feedback saying, you know, it's great. We really, you know, you don't hold things back. If you got a problem, you let us, you know, you talk to us about it. And I'm thinking, you guys like that? And also what I'm thinking is, that I'm not doing that at all. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about. I have not spoken up about anything. I'm trying to keep it cool here. Because making waves really doesn't do anything for anybody unless I have solutions. But I'm not really in a position where I can make solutions. Well, I mean, you could always try, but because you don't want to bring up a problem without a solution. But I'm getting told what a good job I'm doing for that. It's like, wow, really? Okay. If if uh, if you say so. It's almost like in Office Space when Peter Gibbons is, he just doesn't give a shit anymore. And he's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. That's exactly what it's like. He is just doesn't care anymore. And it's working out and it worked out well for him. And not that I don't care anymore, but I'm just going with the flow. And I'm not trying to make any waves. And it's working out good. Hopefully it keeps working out good because I'm trying. But, uh, yeah, that's how things go. Same thing like in Ted. When Ted just, you know. If you saw Ted with the bear, Seth MacFarlane movie, where he doesn't give a shit about his job at the grocery store, and that manager is promoting him like crazy, because he's got balls, and that's what we—that's what we need around here. You got guts. It's exactly what it's like. The more you hate it, I mean, the, the less you care, you can just be yourself, and if you know what's good, it'll work out for you. Don't make waves and don't bring up problems that don't have solutions. Act like a boss if you want to be a boss. Get ready. Because when that opportunity comes, that you don't want to be the one that, okay, oh, I'm glad this job came up. Let me go out for it because I'd be a good fit for it. That's not what you want. You want when that job comes up, you're the one they have in mind for it. They don't want to be thinking about anybody. You don't want to think about anybody else. When they think, oh, new manager position comes up, you know who's great for a manager position? The model employee. That's who's great for that management position. Not like, oh, well, we got a couple of good candidates who applied and 
we could look into this one or look into that one. Like, no, you want you want to be their go-to. You want them to come to you. That's always how it is. You want to be the go-to guy. So you got to act like a boss. Dress for the job you want. That's also, too, how casual is your casual Friday? You can look up that article, too, that I wrote on CubeNerds.com. You still want to dress, you know, you still do want to literally dress for the job you want. But don't go crazy because you don't want to look like you're kissing ass. Nobody else is wearing a suit. Don't show up wearing a suit because then they'll know what you're up to. And that also runs the fine line of knowing you're full of shit. It's one thing to be full of shit and not show it. But if you're kissing ass and you're full of shit and they see it, that's not what they want either. It's a very, very fine line to walk. So, yeah. So, I like the little quotes that I went along with tonight. Exactly. If you want to be a boss, act like a boss. And metaphorically, figuratively, dress for the job you want. So, this is just a quick one. Before I, I got a nice probably half an hour stretch here with no calls, no interruptions. So, uh, I'm going to try to wrap it up before things get fucked up. So, there you go. There's episode three. Hopefully, it was helpful and informative. Uh, today's episode is not officially brought to you by RipTheApparel.com, R-I-P-T.com. It's a great place to get original t-shirts uh, and original designs, geeky t-shirts um, to wear, you know, not on your casual Friday, to wear on your downtime or if you're a programmer, wear it all the time. Or if you can wear stuff like that, you're in a pretty casual office, you can wear cool shirts like that. I got a, really, a couple of really cool shirts from there. I got a Game of Thrones uh, Jon Snow and Dana- uh, Daenerys, Dragon Lady. It's them with a mock from the cover of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. It's a rip off of that poster, but with them in place. And I got another really cool shirt that I had to get. It was Calvin and Hobbes, where they're the picture of Calvin and Hobbes, where Calvin's flexing and Hobbes is making a face, but replace Calvin with little Spider-Man and replace Hobbes with Venom. And that was another cool shirt I had to get. If you go to RipTheApparel.com, R-I-P-T-Apparel.com, use code TheUncollected, and you get 10% off your offer. I'll have to change that to Cube Nerds at some point. But use code TheUncollected at checkout and get 10% off your offer. Also, too, if you hit up CubeNerds.com, make sure to stop by the Amazon links. All the Amazon links there. If you click there, it'll take you to Amazon.com. You can shop like you normally do. Everybody buys everything on Amazon.com these days, but if you click through the links on CubeNerds.com, it kicks back a little bit to the show and CubeNerds.com that I can use to keep the website up, keep pumping out content and and uh, podcasts that hopefully you enjoy. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Facebook, uh, Facebook.com forward slash CubeNerds. Give me a follow on there. You can leave some comments. Let me know what you think. Twitter dot com forward slash cube underscore nerds because some asshole has at cube nerds on twitter which usually i just paste my instagram posts on there um i don't get to use a lot of hashtags but hey if you want to reach out to me it's a fast way to do it because i still check it once in a while you can send me emails at cube nerd or cube nerds at gmail.com if you want to try to be a contributor or a guest contributor or let me know if you have any questions or feedback or anything like that i want to hear it I want to know who's listening. I want to know what you think about everything. Like I said in the last podcast, if you, if you think I'm full of shit, I want to hear about that too. And of course, uh, at, at CubeNerds on Instagram, where I'm posting stuff all the time. 
Uh, I started watching The Office recently for the first time, which is insane. I know. I, th- two people now tell me, like, what, bro? You never watched The Office? So I'm about a little more than halfway through season three watching The Office, and it's awesome. Of course it is. It's great. I knew all about The Office and watched a bunch of clips, but now I'm watching it, and, you know, it's it's great. I love The Office. And, yeah, so I'm watching it constantly. I was up till about 2 o'clock in the morning watching episodes last night. And then just as I'm about to fall asleep, my son wakes up. Got to take care of him. Lay with, sit with him for about an hour until he falls back to sleep. Then I get back into bed. About 10 minutes later, he wakes up again. So I got about two and a half hours of sleep last night because I was up till 2 a.m. watching The Office. And then, you know, my son's crying. So, but, yeah, Office is good stuff. So you see me post a lot about that on Instagram. Um, and then, of course, cubenerds.com. You can go on there. You can leave comments on all the posts. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. And uh, that's how it goes. So, all right, everybody, hope you had a good day today. Or hope you will have a good take today if you listen to this to the morning on your way into work. And let's hope that tomorrow is better than today. All right, folks, take care.